everybody. My name is Jason Janis. I live in a little suburb outside Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm 52 years old. Um, I grew up Catholic, um, courtesy of my grandparents. Um, I have two daughters, um, and I am just what you would consider your average everyday guy, you know, who had a life-changing moment when I was 49 years old that profoundly changed uh, my life and led me down a, a different path. And that was my death. Um, so, you know, when oh, my NDE began in uh, the beginning of April of 2020, we had just had this COVID scare and all of this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm typical male, nothing, you know, nothing's bothered me my whole life, nothing will. Well, uh, April 2nd was the end of my life on this earth. Um, I came home from work, did my normal routine, and sat down on the couch, started to eat. And I began to have trouble breathing, and I verped up something. You know, I was like, that was terrible. So I went to go take another bite of my dinner, and blood just, just erupted out of my mouth, this bright red blood. And it just didn't stop. It just kept coming and coming and coming. And I, I got to the point where I couldn't breathe. You know, I was wheezing. I was just desperately trying to breathe. I, I got up and I was frantically calling my ex-wife. She is a nurse. And I finally broke through, but that's all I remember. The next moment I remember was waking up in the ICU. Um, it was dark outside. My hands and feet were strapped to the bed tube in my mouth, uh, IV in my, you know, in the side of my neck and all the stuff that you would see. I was in excruciating pain uh, and a uh, pain that I just didn't even know would exist on this earth pain. Every part of my body hurt. And from the moment that my eyes opened, I turned off to the left because up in the left corner where the TV was, there was an undeniable presence. It was undeniable. It was focused on me. I could feel it. Um, I couldn't see it. You know, and I had all these nurses and doctors coming in and round the clock care. But only thing I was interested in was the off to the left, that, that undeniable presence for the entire month that I was in the ICU, that presence was there. Um, I mean, it got to the point of where one of the nurses asked, you know, Jason, do you want me to, do you want me to turn on the TV? And I'm like, no, you, you, I mean, you don't understand. There's somebody there. There's somebody right there, right next to us, you know? And by the end of the month, I was improving. Um, I got off the ventilator. I still couldn't eat or drink on my own lost 75 pounds, but still that presence was there. Now, how long, you know, all I can know, it was what day it was, what time it was, I don't know. It was, it was maybe mid-afternoon, a beautiful April day. And when I say this, I mean, I truly need people to understand this. I had nothing left to give emotionally, physically, mentally, I had nothing left to give. And as I mentioned earlier, um, as a child, I grew up Catholic. 
So, you know, you believe I went through all the sacraments. I went to CCD. I went, I went through all of that. But as a young boy, I started something just didn't sit right going through catechism and all this stuff that, you know, God is just waiting up there to just to crucify me and beat me and, and send me to hell because I made all these mistakes. So as a young boy, I, I quit going to church. I, I, I rebelled very hard against my grandmother, said God awful things to her. Wow. Um, said, I just, I don't need it. I don't want it. I, I, I'll take care of myself because that's the way it's going to be, you know? And I had that mentality my whole life. And that was the last relationship I had with God. I never spoke to him again. I never spoke to Jesus, never went to church, never said a word or asked for anything. Um, but now, you know, we're going to fast forward 44 years now. My, you know, my episode that was just going on, while no one was in the room, I was still staring at the TV because the presence was there. So I simply cried out to God. I mean, for the first time I uttered his, his, his name, I said, please don't let me die. Please. You know, I was emotional. I was crying. I said, please don't let me die. Please. I said, I am truly sorry for abandoning you and Jesus my whole life. I said, I truly am sorry. I said, I love you. I love Jesus with all my heart. And I said, please let me see my daughters. Let me see my children again before I die, please. You know, and I went into how much I love them. And there's someone here that I love deeply. And I went into, I said, please, you can't take me home. I, I, I can't go to heaven without, without her. I can't. It's, it's physically impossible. I cannot do it. And I was in the process of explaining how much I love her when time stopped. It, it simply stopped. It was like someone turned on a World War II spotlight on me, and I was engulfed in this unconditional love. It was warm. It permeated. It penetrated every part of my soul. And I realized now that I was no longer looking up at the TV, but I was even with the TV. I could see everything around me instantly. Instantly. I could see behind the bed. I could see the whole ICU floor, the nurses stations, everybody in there. I could see every blade of grass outside moving independently. It had its own soul. I could see the tree's soul. And I was young again. I was in no pain. I mean, I was energized. Like, I plugged myself into every person's light socket. And it was just an um, just unbelievable amount of energy that was given to me. And I felt, for the first time in my life, loved. I have, you know, it was the most unconditional love I have ever experienced. It was me. I was it. And I know exactly who was standing there. It was father. And I said, I'm home. But it, it was before the thought even came into my head or formulated fully, it was spoken. I said, I'm home. How would I know that? It was just, I knew it's who I was. It's what I am. It's what you are, who we are. And 
I was just engulfed in this love and it, how long I was in, I could have been there for four hours. I have no clue. It, it, it just stopped, you know, and I was at the top of the room. I, I looked down at this, what I would consider me, it was, I didn't care about it. And I had no attachment to it whatsoever, this body. Um, and I was still, you know, staring at the TV, but I was in this light and in this love, I was made whole again. I was shown the truth of everything. I knew everything that there could ever possibly know within before you could even switch on a light switch. And like I said, I knew who I was and what I was. And then my, my gaze kind of turned off would be more towards the front. And that is when Jesus showed up and I was inundated with more love. I, the only way to describe it here on this earth would be stifling. It was so much and it was so warm. It was like I was in the middle of the sun and it, the love permeated through every part of my being and I was again home. I knew I knew who was with me. And it was the most profound love that has ever been and ever will be. You will never find it here on earth. I don't care if you have children, if you love your family so much, you will never find it here on this earth. It's will never be found. You can say you love someone, and I'm sure you do. But that type of love does not exist here. It is not of this world. It is of home, where we are. And it, it truly is what we are. We are love. We are energy. And, you know, we are Father. God created us from himself. We are God. We are him. We created the universe with him. We simply came here to this plane, to this earth, to learn. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to imagine this because people don't understand this. So I'm, I'm going to put it in this perspective. Now, if you can imagine closing your eyes and seeing a white room, white walls, white ceiling, white floor, everything in it is the most purest white you could ever possibly imagine. Everything is white. Nothing, there's no change in it whatsoever. Now, you're inside that room too, and you are also that same color white. How do you know you're white? Don't know you're white, right? So when people say, well, you know, God needs to fix the violence down here. No, we are the ones that seek it because we come from unconditional love and it is all we know. We come here to Earth, which is a free will planet out of the, the universe. We are right now the only free will planet out there. So when you use that example, how do you know you're white? How do you know what being sexually abused is? How do you know what being punched is? How do you know what making love to a woman is? We don't. So we come down here for these experiences and 99.9% .9 of the times the one that the one person that is wronging you or have you know sexually assaulted you 
or, you know, shot you or stabbed you or murdered your son. You asked for that. When you, when you decided to come down here to earth, you created your life. You created your timeline down here. So you went to all your soulmates and said, hey, I want you to, will you stab me? Will you, will you, you know, and go, no, I'm not going to do that to you, you know? And then someone will raise their hand and say, okay, I'll do it. So you create, you create your environment here on earth. And then you bring it before father and you say, here you go. This is what I want to experience. This is how, what I want to do. And he'll say, okay, that's beautiful. But he'll also say, you know, that's going to be hard, really hard. You know, because, you know, when we come here, we're cut off from home. The umbilical cord is cut. We don't feel home anymore like other planets and galaxies that we start out on. We still feel home. We're still connected to home. You may have a marriage. You may have children, but you still feel the unconditional love. There's no violence. There's no hate. There's, you know, everything that is the opposite of that room that I described, you know. So we come here for those experiences, to learn from them. What is the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to love one another. There are, there is, here on earth, there is no good or bad and there's no right or wrong. It is simply an experience that you chose to have. You chose it. So when people say, well, you know, blah, 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 all the violence, God's not coming down here to fix it. There's nothing to fix. We have to fix it. We're the ones that say, I want to know what it's like to be blown up. Well, to someone down here now, well, we would say, do you want to be blown up? Everybody's going to say no. Why? Yeah, it's really not that fun or sexually assaulted or, or whatever. So we come down here and our mission, our, our goal, our contract is to learn. We all have different contracts. We all have different things going on. So it's like when you go to the grocery store, do you talk to anybody in the grocery store other than your family or kids? You may have, a, oh, excuse me, hi. But generally, you walk right on by and you don't have anything to say to anybody. Why? You're not meant to. They're not meant to be in your life. Those that come into your life that cross your timeline are there for a reason. You're there to learn whether they treated you poorly, whether they treated you kindly, there's always a lesson in there. They've got to do something. You've got to do something. And when we get done with our timeline, when we get done doing what we do, we go home. We die. It's nothing that we haven't done thousands of times already. Two to three thousand times. We've all died two to three thousand times. Most half of them have probably been here on earth. We have all died. We don't start out here because it's simply too hard. You know, we kind, we're kind of like the special forces, all right? Like the Green Berets, Delta Force, whatever. We are, you know, the elite. We come here for those experiences. And most people wouldn't understand that or, or, or why. It's because it's what we chose. You know, every, we are, <clears throat> excuse me, right where we need to be. Every single one of us. And what's going on in your life is what is meant to go on in your life. You have mile markers that you set in your plan. A, B, C, D. And when you get to E, you, you basically go home. That may be, you know, graduating college. That may be getting married, buying a house, having children, whatever. You know, you're going to reach those mile markers. Now, free will 
is how you get to those each individual mile markers. Whether you chose to go way off left and then swing back right, you know, or go in a straight line, you know, it all depends on how you want to get there. It's free will. And that is our choice, our destiny, and nobody can change that. So, you know, we're here just to experience life on earth. That's it. To grow from those experiences, to learn from them, to become, I guess, in a way, more educated. Because even though we're not home right now, when we go home, we still learn. We're still, in a way, taking classes. We still learn. And then when we're ready, we go to God and say, hey, I want to go again. Okay. Do you want to be a boy, girl? What you know? What are you going to do? What kind of, what are you going to do? What is your mission? And our missions are always easy. You know, it's, it may be as simple to say, good morning to someone. Hey, I love you. You know, have a beautiful day. You may not know that it affected them deeply, but they're going to go and they're going to go talk about it to someone. And that may uplift them. It's called the ripple effect. You know, the dominoes are going to start to fall and you know, that simple high with a smile on your face may have changed their whole day. You may not know it because, you know, to you, you're thinking it was just a smile, big deal, but you've just knocked over that first domino and now it's starting to go, you know? So, and that's what it's about. That's what it is about. It's the simple smile on your face. Hi, good morning. How are you? You know, and they may say, you know, that frown they may have, and they may say, you know, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. You know, they may even say, I needed that, you know? And that may have been your whole mission in life was to simply tell this person who may have been devastated by the loss of a husband, a child, you know, things were just going poorly in their life. And they needed that to change their life around. And you were the one that did that, you know, even though you won't know it until you've gone home and you, you've had your life review and you see that moment and you can not only see it, but you will feel it from her perspective and how it changed her and everyone else and that's what it's about man that's what we're here for we are love father is nothing but love and light and energy and in our truest form that is what we are we are love and we are energy somebody asked me well then who are you i'm the son of god so are you She's the daughter of God. We're all God. He, was, he created us from him. We are everything. The trees, the planets, the solar system, the galaxy. We are everything. We are every planet, every breath, every blade of grass. We are all one. Not one of us on this planet are different from anybody else ever at any point in time, whether it was... 10,000 years ago or right now, we are all one. We are all this. And we've come here to experience all that is not, if that makes sense. And our ultimate goal is to get back to that universal consciousness of everybody saying, we are all one. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to hurt anybody with my words or, you know, with a weapon or whatever. And that is when we change. And we are, believe it or not, we are in that process right now. That's why the world seems so chaotic and messed up and people are starting to, to figure that out. We are moving towards a higher consciousness as we speak.
the world is changing. We're going from two, three D dimensional thinking to five D, which means we are going to grow vastly in our knowledge, in our experiences to the point of where what we look like may change a little bit because of that knowledge. So we are all right where we need to be right now. And it may not seem like it. It may seem like my life is insignificant. It is not. You are just as important to father as me, as the person down the street. We are, all of us are the drops in the ocean. Without one person, that ocean cannot be filled. We are those drops. So now who I am, who you are, and who your neighbors are, um, our true self is still at home. So when I left my body, I merged with my true consciousness. And that is how I knew everything, instantly, everything. I have a love within me that is not of this world. And it, you know, it's, I, I can't find it anywhere, even in my own children, when I look at them and I love them, it's just not the same. It's not the same love. And it will never be found here until we can all agree that we don't want to do this anymore. We don't want to hurt. We don't want to say bad things. The color of someone's skin is, is nothing more than a luggage. It's a piece of suitcase. It's, that's it. You know, we've all chosen our struggles. And until we come to that point, which is coming in about 60 or 70 years, it's going to be here. Uh, World War III is coming. The world will be at war again. Uh, millions will die. Millions have died with COVID. And these, uh, as you know, the earth is changing. So the climate is changing. Millions of people are going to die of starvation, of, of hunger, of thirst. You know, the weather, the hurricanes and how horrific they're becoming and more destruction. And it's, it's happening now, right in front of us. And we need to be prepared for that. Um, and yes, it happened almost directly after my ND when I got home. Um, it was just, I knew it was coming. And it, it, it is going to come. And after the war, war is going to last seven years. Um, I'm not going to say who starts it right now, but it'll last seven years. And then when the war is over is when our transcendence will occur, meaning that the world will be at peace. There will be no more hunger, homelessness the world will be at peace. Nations will fall. The United States will no longer exist. It will be divided between like the, it was in the civil war, North and South, but there will be no more violence. We, we will have had enough. No one will go hungry. People will have a place to, to stay. And we are going to evolve as a species. And in order to get there, more death is coming. But when I say that, it is what we chose, okay? It's what we chose to get the world to this point. So when I say you are needed right here, right now, everybody, yes, we are playing that part in our evolution of Earth's evolution to become bigger than what we are. And that is happening as we speak. The babies that are being born now all of them that are between the ages of one and being born are the enlightened ones. Meaning they have been here 
many, many times. But what is going to change from this time is they are going to remember everything. They're going to remember home and they're going to remember their past lives. And they are going to be the ones that guide the world because it's just not here in the United States. Those babies are being born everywhere. They are going to guide us into that transition after the war. They are going to be the ones that facilitate world peace, which leads me to believe that something big is coming. If, 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 our, if our angel Michael is with you personally, he's there to protect you from the change that is coming. And something big is coming for me. You know, like I said, I'm in the middle of writing the book. You know, and eventually I want to get out and, uh, and travel and, you know, talk to people live. And the world, you know, from what I've been told from the other side, the world isn't ready yet to hear God doesn't care about your religion. You know, it's a big, it's a big hot point for people, you know, about abortion, about um, everything that I have to say that I have been given. It's going to fundamentally change the way people think and people believe it or not like you this it's it's hard to change people don't want to change they're comfortable in their role walking down the street they don't want to walk off to the left they're comfortable right where they are well i'm here to change that and i'm here to tell people that the change is coming and that your beliefs and what you have been force-fed your whole life are wrong you know so what you've been force-fed for 50 years or 30 years or 40 years to fundamentally change that in that moment i had to forgive myself not for doing anything wrong but for not allowing my or allowing myself to live in that fear of feeling unloved that i wasn't worthy of love that is where i had to forgive myself and from that moment on i could literally feel the weight of the world lift off of my shoulders and out of me I live without fear. Fear does not exist. Fear is another illusion here in the matrix that you and your mind create. So when I talk to people, and as I'm talking to you, free your mind. Your mind is your own worst enemy. You believe in the things that aren't true. You believe in the fear like, oh my God, I, I lost my job. I'm not going to pay my rent. Who cares? It's not real.